0: Section twenty-eight of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of Saint Luke, Volume One by J. C. Ryle. Chapter five, verses twenty-seven to thirty-two, the calling of Levi and Matthew, and the feast he made on the occasion. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Luke chapter five, verses twenty-seven to thirty-two. And after these things he went forth and saw a publican named Levi, sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him, Follow me. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house, and there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The verses we have now read ought to be deeply interesting to everyone who knows the value of an immortal soul and desires salvation. They describe the conversion and experience of one of Christ's earliest disciples. We, too, are all by nature born in sin and need conversion. Let us see what we know of the mighty change. Let us compare our own experience with that of the man whose case is here described, and by comparison learn wisdom. We are taught, in this passage, the power of Christ's calling grace. We read that our lord called a publican named Levi to become one of his disciples this man belonged to a class who were a very proverb for wickedness among the Jews yet even to him our lord says follow me we read furthermore that such mighty influence on levi's heart accompanied our lord's words that although sitting at the receipt of custom when called he at once left all rose up followed christ and became a disciple. We must never despair of anyone's salvation so long as he lives, after reading a case like this. We must never say of anyone that he is too wicked, or too hardened, or too worldly to become a Christian. No sins are too many, or too bad, to be forgiven. No heart is too hard, or too worldly, to be changed. He who called Levi still lives, and is the same that he was eighteen hundred years ago. With Christ, nothing is impossible. How is it with ourselves? This, after all, is the grand question. Are we waiting, and delaying, and hanging back, under the idea that the cross is too heavy, and that we can never serve Christ? Let us cast such thoughts away at once and forever. Let us believe that christ can enable us by his spirit to give up all and come out from the world let us remember that he who called levi never changes let us take up the cross boldly and go forward we are taught secondly in this passage that conversion is a cause of joy to a true believer we read that when levi was converted he made a great feast in his own house A feast is made for laughter and merriment, Ecclesiastes 10, verse 19. Levi regarded the change in himself as an occasion of rejoicing, and wished others to rejoice with him. We can easily imagine that Levi's conversion was a cause of grief to his worldly friends. They saw him giving up a profitable calling to follow a new teacher from Nazareth. They doubtless regarded his conduct as a grievous piece of folly, and an occasion for sorrow rather than joy. They only looked at his temporal losses by becoming a Christian. Of his spiritual gains they knew nothing. And there are many like them. There are always thousands of people who, if they hear of a relation being converted, consider it rather a misfortune. Instead of rejoicing, they only shake their heads and mourn. Let us, however, settle it in our minds that Levi did right to rejoice. And if we are converted— let us rejoice likewise. Nothing can happen to a man which ought to be such an occasion of joy as his conversion. It is a far more important event than being married, or coming of age, or being made a nobleman, or receiving a great fortune. It is the birth of an immortal soul. It is the rescue of a sinner from hell. It is a passage from life to death. It is being made a king and priest for evermore it is being provided for, both in time and eternity. It is adoption into the noblest and richest of all families, the family of God. Let us not heed the opinion of the world in this matter. They speak of evil things which they know not. Let us, with Levi, consider every fresh conversion as a cause for great rejoicing. Never ought there to be such joy, gladness, and congratulation as when our sons— or daughters, or brethren, or sisters, or friends, are born again and brought to Christ. The words of the prodigal's father should be remembered. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead, and is alive again, and was lost, and is found. Luke, chapter 15, verse 32. We are taught, thirdly, in this passage, THAT CONVERTED SOULS DESIRE TO PROMOTE THE CONVERSION OF OTHERS We are told that when Levi was converted, and had made a feast on the occasion, he invited a great company of publicans to share it. Most probably these men were his old friends and companions. He knew well what their souls needed, for he had been one of them. He desired to make them acquainted with that Saviour who had been merciful to himself. Having found mercy, he wanted them also to find it. Having been graciously delivered from the bondage of sin, he wished others also to be set free. This feeling of Levi will always be the feeling of a true Christian. It may be safely asserted that there is no grace in the man who cares nothing about the salvation of his fellow-men. The heart, which is really taught by the Holy Ghost, will always be full of love, charity, and compassion. The soul, which has been truly called of God, will earnestly desire that others may experience the same calling. A converted man will not wish to go to heaven alone. How is it with ourselves in this matter? Do we know anything of Levi's spirit after his conversion? Do we strive in every way to make our friends and relatives acquainted with Christ? Do we say to others, as Moses to Hobab, Come up with us, and we will do you good, numbers chapter 10 verse 29 do we say as the samaritan woman come see a man that told me all i ever did do we cry to our brethren as andrew did to simon we have found the christ these are very serious questions they supply a most searching test of the real condition of our souls let us not shrink from applying it there is not enough of a missionary spirit amongst christians It should not satisfy us to be safe ourselves. We ought also to try to do good to others. All cannot go to the heathen, but every believer should strive to be a missionary to his fellow men. Having received mercy, we should not hold our peace. We are taught, lastly, in this passage, one of the chief objects of Christ's coming into the world. We have it in the well-known word, I came not to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. This is that great lesson of the gospel which, in one form or another, we find continually taught in the New Testament. It is one which we can never have too strongly impressed upon our minds. Such is our natural ignorance and self-righteousness in religion that we are constantly losing sight of it. We need to be frequently reminded that Jesus did not come merely as a teacher, but as the Savior of that which was utterly lost. And that those only can receive benefit from him who will confess that they are ruined bankrupt hopeless miserable sinners let us use this mighty truth if we never used it before are we sensible of our own wickedness and sinfulness do we feel that we are unworthy of anything but wrath and condemnation then let us understand that we are the very persons for whose sake jesus came into the world if we feel ourselves righteous Christ has nothing to say to us. But if we feel ourselves sinners, Christ calls us to repentance. Let not the call be made in vain. Let us go on using this mighty truth if we have used it in time past. Do we find our own hearts weak and deceitful? Do we often feel that when we would do good, evil is present with us? Romans chapter 7, verse 21 It may be all true, but it must not prevent our resting on Christ. He came into the world to save sinners, and if we feel ourselves such, we have warrant for applying to and trusting in Him to our life's end. One thing only let us never forget. Christ came to call us to repentance and not to sanction our continuing in sin. Notes Luke chapter 5, verses 27 to 32. Verse 27. A Publican Named Levi The person called Levi here is called Matthew in St. Matthew's Gospel and Levi in St. Mark's. It is almost universally agreed that it is one and the same person, Matthew the Apostle. Like some others in the Bible, he had two names. It is hardly necessary to observe that a publican means a collector of public taxes at the receipt of custom the greek word so translated does not necessarily mean that levi was in the very act of receiving money it might be rendered with equal correctness at the place where taxes were received this seems the more probable meaning verse twenty eight he left all rose up etc we must be careful not to suppose that levi neglected his duty to the government and inflicted loss on his employers by this sudden action he recorded in leaving his post it is highly probable that like many tax gatherers and toll collectors he hired the tolls at the place where our lord found him by the year and paid in advance this being the case if he chose to leave his post he did so entirely at his own loss but the government was not defrauded watson remarks had levi been a government servant hired at the salary like our custom-house officers To collect the duties, he must in justice have remained until a successor was appointed. But having himself purchased the tolls and dues for a given period, he was at liberty to throw up the office of extracting them at pleasure. Verse twenty nine a great feast the word translated feast is only used here and in Luke chapter fourteen verse thirteen. It means a kind of large reception banquet. Such as only wealthy people could give and at which the guests were numerous the worldly sacrifice which Levi made in becoming christ's disciple was probably greater than that made by any of the apostles verse thirty two call to repentance let it be carefully noted here as well as elsewhere that our lord's call to sinners is not a bare call to become his disciples but a call to repentance stella the spanish annotator remarks on this verse you must not understand from this that christ found some who were righteous for the sentence of paul is true all have sinned christ calls the scribes and pharisees righteous not because they were really so but only according to the common estimation and appearance of them end of section twenty eight